Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Jason. And you're listening to, uh, what was this called again? Far From Home, a podcast about three Asian Canadians who moved pretty far from home. Wait a sec. Three? Yeah. I'm Tian. And I'm here. We're united again. And we are live in person. Which is pretty crazy, I feel. This, this happens every two and a half years at this point. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And today's topic is going to be about actual home ownership. Because clearly... As opposed to... <laughs> as opposed to someone pretending that Fake they bought ownership? it. Yeah, they, they pretended to buy a house. Oh, I didn't pretend they, to buy it. I put in the offer. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've actually gotten like a few people message me to say congratulations. And then I have to awkwardly explain about how things turned out. About how you're a liar. I'm not a liar. <laughs> I never said I bought it. I just put in an offer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But today's is about Tian's actual home ownership. Because we are recording this from Tian's actual home. Are we adding actual before every single word? It's <laughs> his actual home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're in Seattle. Or, or what, what city are we actually in, Tian? I guess you can describe it as Everett, but it's like in the greater Seattle area. There's quite a few different smaller cities, but we're about 30 minutes north of Seattle. So, yeah. And if you had to pick one of the city slash towns from GTA around oh. Toronto, like what would you, what is Everett? Is Everett like the Oshawa of, of Seattle? Yeah, it's like. Not like a super bougie area, but it's more like a um, working class kind of family. There's a Boeing factory very close by. Mm, and okay. a lot of the people in this neighborhood either work there or have worked there for many years and are now retired. So that's kind of like the main thing that Everett is known for. Old Boeing workers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> generational kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So when did you buy the house? So we purchased this home. Well, uh, we, yeah, so we purchased this home in February of 2020. Okay. And Wait, it's uh, 2020, COVID. 2021, sorry, yeah. not 2020. No, it's during. Oh, yeah, yeah, 2021. Yeah, it was during COVID. And if any of you have been following how buying a home is like during COVID, mm. it was probably the most crazy purchasing experience I've ever been through. It just like mm. in general, you know, when you go to a store, you want to buy something. It's like, I have money, I buy it. Yeah. But this was like the, there were so many things you had to do and so many strategies to try and buy a home as well Ooh. that you had to like follow. And yeah. yeah, we're really thankful to our real estate agent who like kind of walked us through it. Yeah. Um, because we saw a lot of people with like more, I guess, less experienced real estate agents and they didn't mm. really know what they were doing. Mm. And the market was so different. Yeah. And then they put in an offer and it just automatically had re rejected because it's just not, I guess, up to the standard of some of the other offers. Yeah. Mm. Not competitive. Yeah. And so that was, there's a lot of learnings there, I guess. Yeah. Mm. How, how many houses do you think you saw? Oh my gosh. It and was like, like what, what time period? So we were, so I guess, for the timeline, uh, we were, we signed a lease. It was like a year lease. So we wanted to move out of the place after the lease was done. So the lease ended in March and we closed on the home in February. Okay. Or, okay. 
I guess we made the offer in February, it's accepted in February and closed in March. So there's actually a period of time where we were living out of a hotel because oh, the, wow. oh. yeah, we, it wasn't closed um, or we couldn't move in because it wasn't closed. It wasn't actually ours. So timeline wise, it was pretty tight. It was like we got everything done in like four months, I think. Yeah, four or five months, something like that. Mm -hmm. I think it really depends on the market too, because sometimes if there's a lot of homes available, you yeah. can kind of just like, oh, I like that one and I just buy it. And then mm. it, it like, there's not a lot of competition, so it's much easier. But for us, because there's so much competition, it's like everything we looked at basically got bought like yeah. the next day. Yeah. yeah. And it would be wow. some ridiculous offer and some crazy rich person would have came in <laughs> and just like beat our offer. Um, or we were very timid in how we wanted to actually uh, approach it because it's a lot of money. Yeah. Right? It's like you look at the number, you're like, oh, my God, this is like this is insane. This is the most uh -huh. money I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Jason over here is like, hey, you should take a risk. Just just, just buy a house. Just do it. Just, I mean, just do it. It's a good mentality, I think, like if you can think of it like just do it. But at the same time, it's like a lot of questions like what if I lose my job or what if the market goes down or like, oh, yeah. all these things you're, you're like, that's true. Now you kind of get timid. And then at that point, you kind of just lose the the motivation or the mm. fighting ability to, to yeah. go in and buy the home. Like you've already lost. The, the yeah. Battle. If you, if you think that way and it's a buyer's, mm. it's a seller's market, um, you're, you're already not in the right so mindset. So if you, if you hesitate for like a second, someone else is going to swoop in and take it. Yeah. Like if you really like the home. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. It's like mm. you, you got to fight the whatever number of people who are making offers, mm. uh, associated to the same home. Yeah. So how many, how many houses did you see? Oh my gosh. Like probably. So it was every weekend for like six months. We went out wow. six months. Yeah. It was like every weekend we went all over Seattle, it greater if Seattle area we went South, we went North, we went East. The only place we didn't go, we didn't go West. We were thinking of, isn't that just the ocean? No, there's, well, there's less, <laughs> less Seattle. Yeah, I guess. I mean, past the, no. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of um, everywhere and all types of homes, like yeah. newer homes, older homes, mm. uh, ones that were pre-construct, like not even built yet. You only saw okay. the piece of lot and land. We were thinking about that because we were thinking, you know, how many other people are like crazy enough to put like oh, a, a significant amount of money down <laughs> on just the piece of land you can't even see? Yeah. Like an actual home on. And you're right. There was a lot, yeah, a lot of, people. of people pre buy pre-constructed houses. Yeah. And it's good because you can customize it. Yeah. So you can like put in options. Mm, yeah. Usually the builder will let you do that. Uh, but they also can get quickly very expensive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we looked in all different places. We looked at homes like right beside the highway because those were like less desirable. So like, oh, there was uh. less competition. Uh, ultimately, it was like a combination of asking my parents, like, is this a good idea? And then they, <laughs> they say, OK, beside the highway, definitely not. It kind of yeah. sucks. Um, and so, yeah, they give us advice and. Oh, okay. It was, it was kind of helpful. Yeah. But yeah, definitely like, I don't know, like probably 50, 60, something like oh, that. Oh my yeah. God. I think just the fatigue of looking for houses for six months. Yeah. I don't do many things for six months straight every single weekend. 
It, we don't do this podcast. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say. Oh no. Okay. It, it was. It was like our real estate agent got tired of us. That's how. Wow. Yeah. Because like, like hurry up and. Yeah. It was bid. like stop like messing me because like we were like hey we're thinking about this neighborhood i could see that yeah. and then jokes were gonna go to a different neighborhood because yeah. oh. that's what was available and yeah. like yeah every before every weekend we would go and like so the way it usually plays out is like a lot of people will post their homes uh on the thursday or the friday okay then okay. you like on the website, they list all these homes for sale by, and then you tell your real estate agent, like, I want this, this, and this. So we'll look at three or four yeah. on the weekend that day. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe Sunday we'll try to line some stuff up as well. And then, um, yeah. So typically it was like every, every week, Wednesday, Thursday, we start like scrolling uh, and then oh. we'll send a list to our agent and then, um, she'd book them and then we go take a look. And then we try to make an offer on uh, the, on the Tuesday, Monday or okay. Tuesday. Wait, so you only have like two days to deliberate? Yeah. On whether, wow. Yeah, and then oftentimes you have to, like, it's not just about making an offer, but it's making yourself appealing as a buyer. Oh, so wait, what? you write them a letter, you include information about yourself, you, um, and then in the offer that you write, you kind of have to, um, make the offer very competitive wait how does how does like that so the seller cares about more than just money sometimes so you write like like i'm I'm a nice person like or like i'm a professional like i work at this place i have a good job so it's very likely you can get financing through oh because because when you first approach them you don't have the financing secured yet exactly because they have to go through the appraisal process right i just thought you wanted to sound like a nice person like i I have i have two kids i was gonna say like they need rooms everyone like why do you need to make it sound like a cover letter because after they after they sell the house it's not there they don't really care yeah Yeah, yeah. who cares exactly right they could care less who they sell it to a mean guy or a nice guy some people are actually very picky like one person a real estate agent told us was like Oh, this person really likes dogs. So like they want another the dog next owner. owner. Yeah. They want to like someone with a, they were more likely to sell to someone with a cute this, dog. This is just that doesn't like make any sense. opening the window to like discrimination. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. And actually <laughs> funny story. We found out that like some HOAs, so HOA homeowners association, mm-hmm. the law it's like, written into law around your neighborhood like all of your neighbors have to follow it yeah and it's higher precedence than like municipal law so this it's very like, american it's, wait what the yeah. hell so it's like it comes first then the normal laws of yeah. like the area you live in like the police the laws that the police enforce is like of lower priority than your hoa law that's insane and one of the laws was at a certain point like i think it's been removed now but there's a community uh, near us, yeah. that was like no black people, no oh African Americans. My God, which was crazy, and it went all the way to like the nineties or something. Like okay, I can, yeah, until pretty the 90s. recent, yeah. like not too far along ago. Yeah, dude, that's insane. It's twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean now I think they've all been kind of removed. I mean, like yeah. that's that's okay, not like so. like a real thing anymore. But like 
even recently, there's been. Yeah, I'm sure, but even in these yeah. cover letters, the fact that the seller needs to yeah. appeal yeah. to the buyer, there's room for discrimination. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. What, what if you include a photo and it's like just a stock photo of some hot dude? Like, yeah, what? Yeah, some, yeah, some white... this is me, yeah. and it's like Johnny Depp. Yeah, 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 he's on the beach, like playing beach volleyball, yeah. and like he has a dog, and like a daughter or something. I mean, it was kind of surreal because our real estate agent said, like she edited it. She's like, don't include this part. Like include what you like about the house too. Yeah. It's like, oh, they, oh. they have nice windows. <laughs> like, what like the that. hell? Like, oh, it's going to be a nice view. We'll really enjoy it. You know, this kind of stuff. It's, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, so you have to prepare that. And then you also have to prepare your offer, which mostly the real estate agent will take mm. care of. But it, there was just a lot of strategy, like, yeah. What are you waiving? What are you putting down as like yeah. the That's deposit? Yeah. Okay. That you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it kind of like communicates to the seller what kind of intentions you have and yeah. like how easily can you walk away from the deal if yeah. this whatever thing fell through. Um, but yeah, so that was like a huge strategy. So yeah, we've learned a lot from this whole process. That is so much more like dating than i expected yeah interesting I, yeah. I don't understand that everyone any person that has enough money to buy a house they yeah. should all be treated the exact same that is not the case yeah 100 I, mean, I i i know that like there are some times when there's prejudice as in like maybe a real estate agent is working with like their friend and like oh, yeah, seller yeah, and buyer yeah. then it's like yeah. oh i know that i'm gonna make this specific buyer's offer a yeah. lot more enticing by like letting my real my other real estate agent know but mm -hmm. But this is just everyone is supposed to be on the same playing field, right? That's, this is there, there's no corruption here. Yeah, it, there no. It, it really depends on how good your real estate agent is. Uh, like our real estate agent was very good at fishing out just things that the seller wanted. So she was very clear, very direct. Like if the seller wants this, she'll know about it, so she can write a very competitive offer. For example, one was like they were moving back to China, and so they didn't want anything to like once they're in China. They don't, they're not coming back. Okay. So it's like, if anything was risky in terms of it potentially falling through, mm -hmm. they didn't want it. They Even if you offered them more money, they wouldn't take it because it doesn't make sense for them to like yeah. deal with this home after they've moved yeah. back to China. So I, oh, it was just wow. like, you waive everything or you give them cash. That's the offer that they would take, right? Whichever one. I thought you were going to say um, something like, Oh, so if I sell it to this Chinese couple, then they're gonna like leave. I don't want the house to be abandoned. I'm not gonna sell it to this Chinese couple. Something. Oh no, no. It was like it was a lot about like what are the points on the offer that makes it more competitive than all the other ones. Uh, so sometimes if you have a bad agent, they'll just say, Hey, like just write this offer and give them more money. But more money isn't always like sometimes it's good, but mm -hmm. it's not always the the oh. thing that they go by so some sellers are very risk adverse and so they she'd like find out uh, so they're more interested in having a guaranteed deal closing than yeah. extra money yeah most oh, yeah. okay, of the time okay. it's like because it's it's a lot of work as a seller because you yep. got to move all your stuff yeah you have to um, stage the place yeah, stage have people place. come in yeah staging costs money yeah. so uh, every week it's out like with staging furniture it's yeah. like yeah. you got to pay them extra so it's like imagine you spent a a week selling your home then you wait a month like yeah. doing all the stuff right and then moving everything out and then the deal fell through you do it all over now again. you gotta do it all over again the oh market has changed so it yeah, could have gone true. up or down oh man and a lot of people kind of like just want to have everything go through that's true yeah that's so much work it is <laughs> okay so 
let's take a quick break because we actually need to cook some dinner for some people coming <laughs> over. Right, yeah. So we'll be we'll be back after this. I don't know this nice guitar solo by me. Okay. Okay. And we're back. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Corn is being cooked. The microwave is going to beep, but that's okay. Anyways. Anyways, so let's get into the process, Tian, about how you bought this house that we're sitting in right now. Yeah, it was kind of um, actually really intense because as as of this point, we were running out of time in our timeline as our lease was running out. Like, you know, usually when you purchase a home, you have to like have a certain amount of time beforehand because it has time to close and get all your documents in order and things like that. Right. So yeah, we were running out of time. We were basically thinking that we weren't going to get anything. We need to sign another lease. Okay. So it was kind of like a, uh, hail Mary, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Like if you don't sign this lease, you're going to be homeless for half a year. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Or you pay some exorbitant price for like a short term lease or something crazy. Yeah. So previous to this, we actually looked at, um, homes like new construction. And so like a crazy, crazy story like this, we were looking like 45 minutes to an hour drive east into the mountains of like surrounding Seattle. Beautiful. So in, yeah. So basically it was like 15 minutes away from a ski resort. That's, that's basically how okay. cold it oh, gets. Wow. And there was like lots of snow and things like that. So okay, we were looking there, there was new construction and then we felt very confident in the sense that, uh, so how new construction usually works is they only release a certain number of homes mm. every month. Okay. Uh, so every month they'll release two or three and that's kind of like their hedge to okay. kind of hedge against the market fluctuations. I see that. And they weren't oh. in the, cause they saw the market was going up. So they weren't like they really were, they're holding on to the units. Yeah. 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 They weren't really like thinking about, Oh, we got to release all of them or just do a little bit, make yeah. sure everybody kind of bids it up yeah. and kind of mm-hmm. thing. So we were looking at that and then we felt really good. It was like quite, um, it was kind of expensive, but we, because it was a year out. So yeah. the, the whole, the home would be delivered in a year, like construct and finish in a year. Yeah. So we could save up more money and then possibly afford a bigger down payment when the mortgage, when we finally apply for the mortgage. Okay. So we we're like stretching our budget okay. and we're like, okay, we're going to try and put 20% down to stay within the limits of uh, this I think it's called the, it's like a conventional, there's different types of loans, but mm. if you stay within a certain amount yeah. of loans, uh, it, it gives you a better interest rate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. basically we were like, yeah, we're doing so good. We got 20% down. We're very competitive. We're waiving all this stuff in terms of the offer. And because in new construction, you don't really have much contingency. So then, um, we're like, yeah, like this house made the offer. Um, and we got beat. And that was something that even our real estate agent was like, what the heck? What happened? On, on this new construction house? On this new construction house. Oh, wow. And turns out this guy came in all cash. It's just straight up. Damn. And it was like baller. A, a significant. I'm like, 
who has that much money just lying around? It's like it's like a million dollars, yeah, in cash, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Ooh. It was like someone was super balling. So yeah. this whole process, we found there's always someone with a ton of more money than you. Like, yeah, no matter what you can think, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's just always people with a ton of money. But his cover letter, though, probably did was... the builder even like him? He <laughs> uh, <laughs> was probably an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> builders don't really care. They're more oh, like okay. whatever, how much money you can oh, make. But yeah, I mean, we still submitted hers yeah. with a cover letter. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> we're nice people. We have great jobs. We have dogs. We have dogs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, they. It was just their offer was just so good that it would be. I mean, we couldn't compete, right? Okay. So then we got beat on that, and we're like, okay, I think we're about to like kind of give up because okay. it just. It was out of our timeline, and we were even trying to like stretch out to new construction build. Yeah. That's like a year out. Yeah. Um, so it was like a one random like Thursday. This house got posted, and then we okay. went um, to see it on the weekend, I think. And this home was in a bit of a strange situation because the mm -hmm. owners were trying to sell it fast, okay. and you can tell because okay. they typically when you when you list the home, oh, there goes the microwave. Oh, corn is done. <laughs> when they list the home, they'll have like an offer review date usually written. It's like, we'll collect offers until this date. And yeah. then on this date, we'll look at all the offers. Yeah. Okay. Um, this home, it was offers reviewed on receipt. So anytime someone gives them an offer, they'll look at it. Oh, and if wow. the offer is high enough, then they'll take it. And a real estate agent went in and did like some bit of negotiating. It's like, we couldn't see the home because it was all booked out for the first date yeah. in terms of tours. And because of COVID, you can't have more than one party looking at the house at one time. Okay. And okay, there's no sense. open houses. So oh, it's wow. like we got scheduled in on the second day. And okay. then she was saying to the seller, you have to wait until the second day because like not enough people oh. can even see it. Because like, oh. right. So she like negotiated that and finagled the other to wait at least one to day wait at least before one day. considering offers. Because wow. I'm sure they would have gotten offers on the first day, right? Oh, yeah. 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 In this market, it was kind of crazy. But then basically, yeah, so they went um, and we came in in the morning. Okay. Uh, went and saw the house at like 8 in the morning before work. Oh, wow. Yeah, before it was like a Friday, I think, or something yeah. like that. Before work, and then we're like, okay, it looks fine. It's in the <laughs> it's acceptable. style. Yeah. It has four walls. It has, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, I mean, it from the outside, inside, it has, has a garage, has some room. Yeah. Um, the door's open. The door's open. It was built relatively newer, so this yeah. is like a 2015 construction. Oh, it's yeah, a new house. Looks, yeah. yeah, that's very new. It's nice. So... That kind of gave us confidence that like not a ton of things would be wrong with it. Yeah. Because we did look at an old home that was like from the 80s and it was like mold was in the roof. And yeah. like they had like a list of things that they fixed. Yeah. Um. So then we we're like, OK, we don't really want to do that yeah. without like an inspection. So at this point, to be competitive in your offer, you have to waive everything in terms of contingency. So it's like, if anything goes wrong, contingencies help you in the mm -hmm. sense that you can pull out as a buyer and get your money back, get oh. your deposit back. So so if you say like, oh, I'll buy the house as long as the foundation is good. Yeah. But then you found it, found out the yeah. foundation sucks and you can pull out. Yeah. Mm. So but that's the inspection to be in? contingency. It has to be written into the offer. What if you just get like 
a f- like a fucked up house. Then like you, then, so you took that risk. Yeah, you could you, have had like all yeah, the wiring yeah, 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 is yeah, yeah. broken. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But it's 2015, so it's like relatively speaking, um, the builder is well known, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it was less of a risk, but it's definitely a risk. Like they they could have, I don't know, like taken out a huge number of things, and it would have been really bad. Um, and we would have. Be either we lose our deposit with yeah. them, mm. which is called earnest money, which is can be a lot. Usually it's like twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, that's significant. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's about it. and then or you would do something like um, you purchase the home and then fix it. That's basically the two yeah. options you have at that point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so basically we waived everything. We waived financing contingency, inspection, which is the one you were talking about, like for someone to come and take a look how the home condition is. Yeah. We waived, yeah. Um, I forgot one more, but basically the, all of the contingency. So it's like- That's insane. You're in it. Like Not even- You'd either buy it or you'd lose like 30 grand. <laughs> oh, like even like even if the worst case scenario of like the support beam is just- yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's yours. Yeah, you, you're, you're oh, like, congratulations. you got to deal with it. It's like eBay listing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and we <laughs> are taking a break. <laughs> Done for now. Okay, we'll come back after this short guitar solo again. <laughs> Yeah, that break was about three hours long. We ate dinner. Food was good. Very Dogs good. barked. Food was good. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into the last topic that we have. <laughs> yes. Well, you just bought this place last year, but are you planning to die in this home? <laughs> Jason, you, you and death. Damn. You, you and death. It's just name a better combo. It's inevitable. <laughs> Exactly. That was kind of dark. But yeah, no, definitely not. Like, I mean... Definitely not. Definitely not. Our kind of plan was to stay here for another... Like, from the time of purchase to when we move out was about five years. Typically, how it kind of comes out is, like, you pay a lot in terms of cost of purchasing a home. Yes. And then selling a home also costs money. So um, I think on average, the rate of return, like you have to stay in the home for at least two years to make back the cost and to basically break even. At minimum two years. Uh, yeah, yeah minimum, that makes yeah. sense. But yeah. I think for us, it was like stability, um, having this home. We also like did a lot of renovations as well. So oh, okay. we wanted to stay for roughly five years. Um, yeah. And then I guess move ooh, move to uh, somewhere else afterwards. Do- did you already know this five-year limit when you bought this place? Like it was all planned out. Yeah, already? that was in our like long-term plan. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, we talked about it together, and we're like, this is kind of where we see ourselves long-term, and we don't see ourselves here in Seattle or even in the United States forever. Oh, that's ooh. probably the biggest thing, because I think there's just too many downsides. Um, especially if you're about to raise a family here as something Oof. that we want to do eventually. Oof to all our American listeners. Um, shots yeah. fired. Shots fired. Yeah. Not literally. 
(laughs) (laughs) Sorry, American listeners. Part two. (laughs) I think it's a bit of perspective for us because we grew up in another country um, in Canada. And it just felt like it's much easier there overall, in general, to raise a family. We also considered going or are considering going to Asia because that's kind of like where we our roots are and we don't want our children to kind of not have that in their system yeah like um yeah things like cultural things like eating and uh just the general approach on things i think it's a bit easier if we are aligned yeah and it's much easier to be aligned if i think for us if we're in kind of asia yeah and what better way than to throw them into the fire (laughs) it's like you need discipline (laughs) yeah 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 it's definitely a very different culture so i think like for us because we have that perspective of what it was like in asia you you both grew up there we both grew up there for a while yeah and we both went to grade school well i went to pre-elementary school but it's kind of like grade school and then you remember school right it wasn't that young yeah, 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 yeah. I did definitely yeah. go to like, yeah, lessons and classes and like all that, all the jazz. And uh, my fiance definitely did more. Like she, oh, she, she was there longer. She was there longer. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That. I I emigrated when I was seven, and I think she emigrated when she was nine. Okay. Oh, it was okay. like a couple of years more. Yeah. So her Chinese is way better than mine. Oh. Interesting. Um, yeah. So it's and she can read uh, oh. a good a good amount more than me. Okay. okay. So it's like definitely benefit for her. Um, but yeah, I just don't want to have that kind of missing piece um, to our family because I would imagine that we would try to instill some type of lesson on them and they yeah. just be like, "Well, they I don't, don't get it. They don't do that." Yeah, exactly. Don't, yeah. We don't do that here. Um, and also, they'd be missing a piece of their culture. I think that would be very difficult to kind of teach them. So yeah. then they wouldn't have like life crises at twenty one whatever <laughs> and leave for the rest of their lives, mm. like some of us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I need to refine myself. <laughs> Mom, you just don't get it. <laughs> I don't know, because yeah, I mean, at a certain point, it'll be up to them, right? Like, I think we can. Um, have them ideally i think the plan is to have them here in the states so they have a u.s citizenship yeah and then they would have the option to come back if they really wanted to for school or whatever in the future Mm. because it is still like some of the best schools in in the world are here yeah just costs a lot of money so i think it's good to have options do do you envision selling this house or keeping two houses um i think that's a bit up in the air Uh, Potentially, it would after five years. I think we would have made our cost back, so we could sell it. Okay. I think mm-hmm. if we could afford it, then we ideally I'd like to rent it out, and then okay. have that cover the mortgage payment as much as possible, and yeah. then we can um, kind of keep it around as just like an asset. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's a lot of planning for the future, though. Yeah, and there's a lot of unknown, so it's like really hard to say if that five year actually is gonna work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it could just be as simple as can't find a job in Asia, so you can't move there. And so then that's the end of that plan. Yeah, we just stay yeah, here yeah. for longer. Oh. Um, but I think eventually the goal is to go back to Canada at some point. Hey, yeah. oh, awkward. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, going back to Canada Club. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's no, true. I think it's just easier. Um, I think, and at mm-hmm. that point, I think 
we hopefully will be stable enough in terms mm. of financing that it's no longer a goal to chase like, you know, the highest salary or all that kind of stuff. It's just oh, like yeah. live a comfortable life, have the free health care, which is, I don't know, like being here, it's just such a burden on you to think about. Like if you get sick, your kid gets sick, something bad happens, mm-hmm. you could be in a giant hole of like oh, that's insane. Money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to worry about that. Especially when as I get older. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really worth it anymore. Yeah. Wow. Those are kind of the things. Yeah, definitely not going to keep this forever. Hopefully at that time, the market's still pretty nice mm. and it's still a seller's market. And then I can ask for some crazy ass stuff that like, I need a perfect you. cover letter. Oh my God. Tell yeah. me the nicest things about yeah. you. Do you have $300,000 cash on you? <laughs> oh my gosh. I need it for this other house I'm building. <laughs> we were bidding on a house and the seller asked for like a six month rent back, which a rent back is like you buy, like a, the buyer will buy the home and then the seller will live in it and rent it for a certain amount of time yeah usually rent backs mean that you don't actually pay the rent it's like a free. kind of like yeah it's kind of like free rent um mm-hmm. it's not like a rule rule but it's kind of like an unspoken rule you usually give that yeah. away for free it's a favor yeah and then they were just like we want to live in this house after you buy it for six, for six months. months for that's free insane. get the which elf. is crazy but that's the market, right? Your seller's market, they can ask for the move and you have to, if you want their house, you got to kind of mm. go for it. Wow. Yeah. So hopefully it'll still be like that. That'll be kind of crazy. Do you think after you move to one country, like somewhere in Asia, mm-hmm. um, like you would just, like how long will you stay there before going back to Canada? I'm thinking probably like a five-year plan kind of. Okay, you're like the government of China. Yeah. Oh, what does what does that mean? They make make five-year plans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably. uh, Well, yeah, we'll also see. I think we're trying to make it flexible in case there's like, you know, other things that we don't like about it. Don't want to have it set in stone, but like something like that. Typically, we try to make a goal when moving to a place. It's like. Make a goal. Once you accomplish the goal, it's like, okay, now I've finished this. I can kind of try to transition to the next phase of the plan kind of thing. What was your goal in moving to Seattle? Yeah. It was yeah. get the job, get oh. promoted. Ooh. Right. Basically so, get the moolah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> the money. I think this home was kind of not originally in the plan. Okay. Really? Yeah. Mainly it was so my fiance is also like trying to find it or was trying to find a job right so Mm -hmm. then i was thinking after i got promoted uh, within my company it's much easier um if you're like in the middle tier uh, to Uh move around to different locations because like you basically have freedom to say like i want to go to this team and usually most people will accept you so it makes it much easier after you get promoted before you get promoted it's a bit risky you're like beginner yeah and then it's much easier for you to get like fired based on performance Mm. if you're in the lower tier Mm. so my goal was get the job get promoted so i can move around and have that flexibility and then wherever my fiance ends up getting the job we can go where she is um because it'll be much easier because like if she ended up getting a job in like sf or austin or Mm. wherever right Uh, i could just be like okay whatever i'm switching teams i'm gonna go to the somewhere Mm. there so we match oh i see she ended up getting a job here in Seattle. So yeah. then that's when this house kind of then became you decided. A thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
When when did the conscious decision? When did you make the decision of, okay, I'm not going to lease for another year. I'm not going to go to a different place. I'm going to, you know, settle down. Not settle down, but like actually buy a house. We were looking at our one. We were looking at our finances to see if we can afford it. So yeah, that's like number yeah. one. Could we afford this? And she was going to start work. So that definitely helped a lot. Okay. Um, also, the after the promotion, I got a pay bump, so that also helped a lot. So I think we were able to kind of uh, calculate our finances. Um, number two, it was like we were calculating how much it would cost to continue to rent. Yeah. Because the rents were kind of going up and up, and mm-hmm. um, it's not that we couldn't find a deal, but it was also getting very tiring moving. Yeah. So because every how it usually works is they give you a base rate of rent mm-hmm. and then they give you a discount for the first year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so it's like let's say it's twenty four hundred a month. Yeah. The discount first year could be like six hundred, seven hundred a month. That's huge. So you can get it down to like eighteen hundred or something. Why crazy. just from negotiation? No, it's just like they'll just be like, if you tour today, if you tour a property, you sign the thing today because oh, they want to get you in yeah quick. it's like a promo kind of thing and so yeah they want to get you in quick or yeah. they'll oh. throw in freebies like one place was like they'll give you a 2500 amazon gift card plus like what? Okay. two months free rent or something if you sign today which is like a lot of money if you think yeah. about it but you have to sign like at least a year's lease yeah right? yeah and you do the year and afterwards they don't renew uh, they don't give you any additional discounts, of course. Right? So yeah. you pay the full amount. It's and like it, a teaser, right? Yeah. So I think the reason why is because to raise the rent is very hard because there's like rules associated. You can only yeah. raise by like 3% or whatever. Or something like yeah. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But to give you a discount, there's no rules against that. Like yeah. you, they can give you whatever discount oh. you want, right? So they can implicitly raise the rate without actually raising the rate because it's yeah. their normal rate. They're just not yeah. giving you a discount, right? And they're, ju- they're just counting on that. You know, people are lazy, don't want to want to move. move. Yeah, that makes Moving a lot of once sense. Once a year is a lot. Yeah, it's but a lot of work. That's what we've been doing every year. It's like every, once a year yeah. for that rate. Yeah, basically wow. With two dogs, two dogs, a bunch of furniture. Yeah, and then it, it was just like we wanted more space. Um, the rent kind of costs were adding up. Yeah, um, and we were thinking if we were going to stay here for another X number of years, so we came out to like five. Like, what's the rate of rent we'd have to pay? If yeah. we bought a home, what price yeah. would that home have to drop by for us to like make it count for the amount of rent you're paying? Yeah, I did this. I, did, I have an Excel sheet of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the break-even point of your equity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Scenario planning, yeah. interest rates, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, like all the numbers kind of worked out. Um, and then we started looking. Um, at the time, the house prices wasn't too crazy as well, so it's like That's so lucky felt pretty affordable to be yeah. honest when we started. Yeah. Um, so that was also good because, like, now if we were to look again, mm-hmm. like today, it would be fairly unaffordable because, like, yeah. the the I guess inflation rates really hit the real estate market quite. You, be- you basically wouldn't be able to afford the house that you're living in now. Definitely not. That's insane yeah according to it it's like we'd have to take out quite a lot more money like a jumbo loan so they they come in different categories but it's called jumbo loan, they're called jumbo loan. Is that a, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you you take out can i supersize my loan <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah above a certain limit set by yeah. the government it's called a jumbo loan and then you 
Uh, Must be a mortgage insurance. Yeah, you oh have to God. get that. You have to. Um, there's a lot of requirements. You get. You have to pay additional interest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And then it's up to your monthly base salary. So it can't exceed a certain percentage. Like your monthly mm. mortgage payment can't exceed a certain percentage of your monthly base salary. Yeah. And Makes then sense. yeah, and then so, yeah. um, I mean, we could take out a lot, but it seems Still. like. It's stressful, and then like you know, if something happens, we want to be, have, be able to have like one person cover the mortgage just yeah. on their own. Um, so yeah, jumbo loan, jumbo loan is the the word itself scares me. <laughs> <laughs> the jumbo debt. Yeah, no, yeah. it reminds me of like I don't know if you guys watched the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing, but basically Johnny, we, we both sh- shook our heads. Uh, no, one of Johnny Depp's quote was like, "I had a mega pint of wine." <laughs> <laughs> I have a jumbo loan of debt. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Some oh, people God. do it. I mean, like, kudos to them. For, They're forced to. I feel like they don't even have a choice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some some people, I mean, a lot of people kind of honestly they live above their means a little bit. And yeah, so they feel like 60% of their monthly salary just for yeah. housing expense. Yeah. Which is insane. It's just, a little bit scary because like if you lose that job, if yeah. you don't have savings, it's it's really hard, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You're kind of like on a teeter totter balance. Yeah, you're on a like a like a rat wheel or whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. A hamster wheel. Hamster, hamster wheel. wheel. I and guess the rat race. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah. So, Jason, did you think about all of this stuff when you were thinking about buying a house? Yeah, generally. I thought oh, okay. of how long would I realistically live here? Yeah. Um, comparing it to rent, what's my break-even point? Mm-hmm. Trying to plan out the future. Like, can I see myself living here for another three, four years? Yeah. Um, is yeah. Is Japan experiencing the kind of housing boom that America, North America, is facing right now? No. Which is things just being completely unaffordable. Like a house, no. co- it costs like fifteen times your salary. No. Which is like. No, absolutely not. This day and age, no, it's not. I see. Yeah, it's housing yeah. prices haven't gone up since like 1990, so they're flat. Nice. Yeah, I mean, in- incomes have not gone up either. So. Oh yeah, everything's flat. Okay, I guess Japan's economy has been pretty flat. Everything is for the past like three decades stagnant. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. At least I mean, like if it's kind of going flat, like what we have. Right. I, I always, yeah, people always point that out, but yeah. I always ask, like, would you rather have neither go up or would you rather have housing go up faster than incomes? It depends on if you own a home if you or own not. A home or yeah. Yeah. So there's winners and losers made yeah. out of that. Um, yeah. Jason and I are both losers, clearly, <laughs> in, this, yeah. in this table. Well, <laughs> Anyone who doesn't own a home in North America has lost out in the yeah, past 10, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's definitely it's it's kind of insane to me because it's really something that you put value to if you think it has value rather than its intrinsic value really yeah because like i mean how they usually do it is like when you buy a home you have to buy home and owner's insurance okay okay so it like burns down and you need to rebuild it okay yeah. and it's all it's like i don't know this home this home is like not like maybe half of what we paid for it is what the homeowner's insurance covers so like if you were to completely Isn't that because the land the value of the land is about half and the value of the house itself is about I, half? I mean 
Maybe, I guess, but it's okay. kind of like the value of the land, it's intrinsic to like the area. It's yeah, kind of, of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's not like, it's like, it's valuable if someone's willing to pay that much for this land. Whereas yeah. like, if yeah, you kind of like, have yeah, you kind of like, maybe they don't want to. And then the whole thing just crashes. Oh, that could happen it. someday. It's, yeah. it's all a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you don't believe prices will go up, you don't buy. So prices don't go up and it repeats and that's why nothing's gone up. But I feel like it's not, it's, it's true that the, I don't know, like prices are so much higher. Like you must feel such relief now that you own a home like today. Like you're on the ladder. Yeah. 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 Like you, you bought that dip and like people (laughs) bought the dip. (laughs) It just keeps going up. I know exactly. No. And like, and like everyone else is like writing cover letters and like desperately <laughs> trying to get here. It's like, I'm done. It's like, yeah. We're definitely very fortunate, I think, that yeah. that we're able to afford this place. Um, but yeah, I do feel really like if I was looking right now, I would be very stressed just yeah. in general, overall. It's just like, I don't yeah. even know. I would probably just keep renting, to be honest. I'm like, you know what? I'm giving up. It's not worth this thing. a lot of people yeah i feel like in singapore it's a kind of a different issue because the tax that foreigners have to pay when they actually buy a, a, a property it's like 25 percent, 30 percent. they okay. they don't fuck around mm-hmm. like they don't want foreign owners just Ooh. buying land and piecing out yeah makes sense and i don't know for me it's it's hard to plan like i'm, I'm waiting for my permanent residency application to be approved yeah my, my fiance is moving to singapore but I, be, because you have to be a permanent resident for I think four years before you can buy a government-owned property. Yep. You have to buy private, which oh. in Singapore means that you're you're paying like about eight hundred k for a five hundred square foot place, something yeah, like that. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, this is a, a condo that's pretty central in the city. Like mm-hmm. you don't need a car to get anywhere. But that's that's such a ton of money. It's a lot of money. Like, yeah, yeah. That's like a s- small house in 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 you know more suburban area in Toronto. Even actually, I don't even know. Small actually, house? no, that's, that's not, like that's, that's like impossible. the size of this living room we're sitting in. Yeah, no, actually, no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you can afford a house with that much for eight hundred k in Asia. Yeah. No, no, no. In Amer- Toronto. Oh, in North America, no, it's, that's yeah. gone. Oh, you can go to Kitchener. That would work. Waterloo. Oh. Yeah. But that, it has to be outside of the oh, city. Yeah. That does not far. count. Yeah. No. That's not somewhere I'll ever. You, you could not pay me to live there. If you, I wouldn't wish that on my. If you go to Texas or Las Vegas yeah. with 800000 That's true. You, you can, can buy a get a really nice place. I, I always hear good things about Las Vegas. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. And the Chinese food there, really good. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> if anyone learns anything from this episode, <laughs> Las Vegas has good Chinese food. Oh my gosh. They have like the this steamed the rice with like the bowl. Oh my. It was so good. We, we think about it because we had it on our trip yeah. know, during Christmas. But yeah, I was like, ate there at least three times. Just the yeah. rice and the meat. And it's so good. Hmm, it seems like Seattle's missing a key component of yes. things that you enjoy. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, overall, it's really dependent. Like, honestly, it's just like, it's your thought process. Like, 
people coming, I think a lot of the home increase in value here is like people moving in from like other areas, like yeah. people oh, really? coming in from like California. They're like, this yeah. house is like, like Nothing not that much. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Relative you to look their at prices. This, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, I can afford a three bedroom with yeah. like a big garage, all of that for mm. this amount. Whereas in California, it's like insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you don't think it's all the people during COVID like working from home and like basically saying, I want to upgrade from, a, from an apartment to an actual place that's or like too. moving out yeah. of, uh, studio apartments. Yeah. There, there's some of those people too. Definitely. They were trying to take advantage of the low interest rates that were mm, going around. I think yeah. that was like a big thing. Was <laughs> previously was, low. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But I think it's also a lot of honestly like tech workers coming in from different areas i think oops they're just tech yeah. workers ruin <laughs> everything. yeah those cancerous tech workers honestly yeah sorry guys yeah. <laughs> too much money <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, okay yeah cool any any final parting thoughts from any of us i should have bought the dip Actually, no, the thing is, I can't buy a dip. I can't buy, wait. I can't, I can't afford 30% uh, on top of the $800,000 oh. uh, uh, property value. I mean, you could you have bought something in like Canada and then just wrote the dip no, out and sell it? It's, it's so hard. Cause like I can, I can try and send my mom a down payment or something, yeah. but I, I need someone that can actually afford a mortgage as well. Cause my mom is self income and yeah, yeah. like. Oh, I and, see. And my to mom's, apply for the loan. Exactly. Got exactly. It. My mom's living a pretty chill life. Okay. I guess you can say. Yeah. Uh, don't know. And she she already has a mortgage right. on, on, on the current condo. So right. it's it's hard. Um, maybe if I move back to Canada, that would be a lot easier. But right. at the moment, no, I don't see I don't see an easy way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had a friend who was trying to do that. He was living in uh, LA, mm. but he really wanted to buy a home in, in Canada yeah, because yeah. he eventually wants to move back there. And there was a time where it was kind of like cheap or ish. Right. Yeah. And he couldn't do that cause he was on a visa, like a work visa. Uh, and then yeah. if he bought something, it would act as like a substantial tie mm. kind of thing. And then he could potentially be forced to pay um, income taxes in Canada, which would have sucked. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. If he had to do that. I don't know. I, the one good thing about, I don't know, my assets in Singapore is that Singapore doesn't have, um, what's it called? Capital gains tax. Yeah. Capital gains <gasps> tax <gasps> is zero. Yeah. It's absolutely zero. Oh my God. So like, I know. Yeah. In Canada, it's 50% of your capital gains is taxes for personal income. Yeah. yeah. In America, it's 50 as well. They're short yeah. and long term. Yeah. I think it's at least 30. Yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty rough. Singapore, it's zero. Yeah, that's the one. What but the they'll heck? tax you three hundred percent on a beer. Yeah, they will. <laughs> okay, so let's skip the beers and buy more stuff. And three hundred percent on your cars, which uh, I think they're very into. True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's rough. Give up the car. Yeah, make more money. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. So, Jason, you're gonna try even harder to get that house. Be a true owner. Which true house? Homeowner. Sorry, apartment. <laughs> Which apartment? The one I bid it for? No, just like in ge in, ge in general in Japan. If if the right place comes up, I will. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 in no rush, so I'm just. True. I'd rather wait for it. True. 
the best place then. Japan is so stagnant that there's never <laughs> there's a rush. There's no rush here. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah, 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 God yeah. damn yeah. it. That makes sense. I'm not yeah. an urgent buyer. Damn you, North America. <laughs> yeah, it's like every month the price went up. We were looking at new construction um, near the current place where we're at. And at the beginning, it was like maybe September mm-hmm. or October. And I was like, they're building 90 homes and they're starting at like an affordable price. So I was like, yeah, yeah okay, I think this will be our backup. If uh, we can't find anything, I'll just, this will be our backup. And then yeah. by the time we came around to actually trying to apply for one of the homes in like January or February, it was, it went up like $300,000. Oh my God. For the average house in that neighborhood. And then I was like, one, it's not affordable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and two, when we try to ask them, like almost like everyone had the same idea that us as us, except that they actually applied and we didn't. Like yeah. we, they applied to um, trying to purchase one of the homes. So out of the 90 home community, every home had somebody on the wait list oh, wow. to like purchase a home. Yeah. And every person on the wait list had somebody else behind them on a second position. So it's like every home had two people waiting on it already. Mm. Yeah. And so all we could do is get on a general wait list. It's like, First person says no, second person says no, then you get on the general wait list and then it's a free for all. Like whoever replies first gets the home. Oh, I see. Some crazy stuff like that. And yeah, that was like how quickly the market changed. Things spiral out of control. Yeah. So easily. Yeah. So now, I don't know, like did a bunch of people overpay? Probably. Yeah. Um, are they kind of going to recuperate their costs? At this point, maybe if you got in early enough, I think it should be okay. But at some point, I think someone's going to get caught where like, of course. They, they yeah. Play, yeah, it pays like a lot and then the market crashes. Yeah. Yeah. But well, thank you, Tan, for joining us. Uh, and, and, yeah. Enjoy your <laughs> home ownership life. Your in actual, suburbia. actual home ownership. <laughs> actual, not some ownership. fake. Puts Whoa. down an offer. Tells everyone he has a house now. I didn't tell anyone that. <laughs> Yikes! Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll. I don't know. Maybe we should do another episode on the wedding afterwards. Ooh, yeah. Because oh. Jason and I are staying in Seattle for another week after everyone's flown back to Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you might hear from the three of us again so yeah yeah, thanks for listening you can find us on all the streaming platforms Spotify Apple Podcasts etc and we'll see you next time see ya bye bye